Welcome to How's Your E-Presence on Business Radio X. How's Your E-Presence is a show that is designed to help business people or companies understand ways to implement social media better. We're all in the business to make money. Why not use social media to help increase your revenues? This show is managed by ePresence, and ePresence manages social media for organizations that understand business is done more effectively by the individual profile on social media. I'm Mark Galvin, and I'm coming to you live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. So by now, hopefully you've caught a show before, and if this is your first time listening to How's Your E-Presence, we're glad you're here. This is what we do on this show. Now that, I'm af- now that I'm past the script, I'm going to tell you what we really do. We talk about social media and business. Just quite frankly, that's just it. Here's a couple reasons why. Number one, did you know that the organic reach on LinkedIn today is unbelievable? The people who understand and pay attention to what goes on in social media realize that organic reach on LinkedIn is great. Okay, now Mark, that's fantastic. What is organic reach? That means that when you post something on LinkedIn, you reach a wider audience than you will on, say, Facebook. And the reason is because Facebook wants you to pay for that reach. Today on LinkedIn, you can reach more people just by posting something on LinkedIn, getting a couple comments, and maybe I'll talk a little bit more about that today. But that is why we're here. Is it possible that you can get more business done, reach more people, just by leveraging your business profile on social media? So that's what we do. We talk about that here on How's Your E-Presence. And we do this a couple ways. We, we're going to share some things that comes out of our um our team at ePresence that is always looking for new great content. And we are always looking for great people to join our show that can share great information. And we do have a great guest today. Uh, I'm going to introduce you to him now. He is David Taylor Kloss. Mr. David, can I call you DTK? It's so much easier. Because you and I talked about your your very last of your last name. <laughs> it's not, it's like Claus. Klaus. Klaus. It's not Santa Claus. It's Santa Claus. Fourth quarter Klaus. of every year, the pronunciation slides <laughs> all around me. But yeah. You know, you're a good sport, and I do appreciate that. I am thrilled that you're here today. Number one is because you're a smart guy. And, um, and, and I only like smart people on my show, for the record. So as you look at all the great people who have been on the show, they're all very, very sharp people. But you're bringing us to a new level because you have you've been a coach for uh, a business coach for, I don't know, what, a couple of months. Coming up on 12 years. 12 years. Yeah. And before that, you were an entrepreneur, right? Did, mm-hmm. You started a, a digital style company. What was that? Yeah, I, uh, the company was called Digital Positions. Uh, my partner, Beth, and I co-founded that company in fourth quarter of 1995 it, it was so early that 1995 yeah, we had to teach people what the internet was before we could <laughs> sell them a website yeah so oh so it was a uh, you know here's why this is important and here's how we can satisfy that need that you've just identified absolutely yeah google in 95 was uh just coming out was just starting up i remember that uh, here's how i put all this together there's markers in my life and Mm -hmm. you you probably do the same thing i track segments of my life based on major life changes so my son was born my oldest was born in 96 
and uh, and I remember the internet was just about you know AOL was the internet oh. back then. Do you remember that? There's a unique sound to the modem oh. connecting to oh, AOL. Yes, yeah, yeah. the old modem. Absolutely. Thanks for the flashback. You, yeah. hey, it's my pleasure. So <laughs> I'm glad I could help you with yeah, that. Right. So you were you you built this company and and you decided to become a coach. Why? Well, it's interesting. You know, we had gotten to the place in the web company that we weren't taking projects unless we had the opportunity to work with the C-suite. We wanted to understand how the digital initiatives synced up with the broader corporate initiatives. Yeah. Because when we didn't, we'd get late, sta late stakeholders and the projects would come apart. Uh, so that, we were most that successful. to me today. I get that. <laughs> we were most successful when we had access to the C-suite early. Right. Well, one of the things I noticed is I would always ask them, why are you here? Meaning, why is the company here? What makes you special? Don't tell me the vision, mission, values that are up on the wall. Tell me why this company is special. Because they're the one pedaling the bike. Right, exactly. And, and usually I'd get crickets, <laughs> blank stares, or I'd get <laughs> conflicting answers from people in the room. Okay, good. Well, and not good, but yeah. No, it's not good. Yeah. And I started to realize, started looking at those companies and one thing when they couldn't articulate why they were special why they were in business what the shift was that they were here as a company to create it's because they didn't know why they were here the individuals in that room and so when you bring that lack of self-awareness and that dead inside-ness to a business flat revenue flat profit flat growth flat culture it's just black Wow. But when you take it home, it's toxic. Mm -hmm. And so I shifted from working with the organizations on the digital work to working with the leaders themselves to help them figure out why they were here and where they, what the shift was they're trying to create. And you made this connection because in, when you're building digital media, you are essentially a marketer while you understand digital media, you're a marketer. You have to figure out how do you get this message. So it's one thing, yeah, I can build you a website, but if I don't know what to put on the website, I'm not gonna be very good yeah, at If we don't know what the message is, we can't put it out there. So that is such an important thing, and you, d you identify that people need to understand what is their message, mm -hmm. and it does, it permeates their entire livelihood if they can't identify, I mean, so if you're a dad, what's your mission as a dad, right? What's the impact you wanna have? Who, what is it you wanna be for your child for your wow. spouse for your community so important yeah so important well so there you are everyone you have just met dtk with dtk consulting that's your company name dtk right? coaching gosh i did that wrong <laughs> it's here let me page up i'm gonna i'm paging up there on right linkedin there. there we go right at the very top it, and it's and you got branding across i love your linkedin page really really nice so there it is everyone i want you to know who this guy is you got dtk coaching um, he has a, he's written a book. He does uh, great work, and you can hear now he's great for radio. He actually has a, a good face for radio. Yeah, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you stole my line. There you go, man. <laughs> well, thanks for for joining us. We're going to do a couple things today. Number one, we're going to start off with talking about uh, some of the new things that are going on in social media, um, and there are some there's some great stuff that's going on, and I want you to chip in. All right, uh, this is not, uh, you don't specialize in social media, although you do great work on social media for the record. Um, so there are a few new things I wanna talk about and I'd love for your, uh, your, your, to jump in and give me some ideas on what you think about this. All right, here's the first one. This is pretty cool, I've already seen this. On LinkedIn, when you connect with someone, so someone sends you a connection request and you say, yeah, I'll accept that. 
on the next screen, it used to just say, congratulations, you're now connected to Mark Galvin, or you're now connected to Mike Simmons. Now, right below that, it will show, you know, Mike works at Business Radio X. Would you like to follow it? So the companies that these people are now working with or working for are going to show up as someone you can follow when you connect to someone. Now, I think that that's fantastic. That's been a long time coming. I mean, that, it's, that's, it's more logical that instead of being those random people you might know, which right. I find distracting and useless, connecting me to their company seems so much more it's, logical. It's a natural progression. Yeah. There's also something else. LinkedIn has found that company pages are not, um, they are not as potent. I get a lot of people ask me, do I need to have a company page? Yes, what's it good for? Mm, not nothing. much. Yeah. It's good because it's a placeholder. It's a good because when I land on your profile, I see your brand for DTK coaching because you have a company page. When you don't have a company page and I'm on somebody's experience, what happens is I don't get a logo. So yeah. it's branding is good across the platform with everybody that works for your organization. That's number one. Number two, it's kind of like a website. Got to have it. So if you are a legitimate organization, you have to have a page on, on LinkedIn. But now you're going to get more followers and you can share that content. And we already know that the organic reach inside LinkedIn is good. So you can share stuff on your company page and you'll reach more people. So that's good for branding for the organization. So I think that's fantastic. So I'm going to share with you a, a new thing. This is a, uh, this is a LinkedIn hack. I should have a sound. I need to come up with this. Here's this month's <laughs> hack. This month's hack for LinkedIn is this. The headline, which is the line right below your name inside LinkedIn, and yours says entrepreneur coach, executive coach, team performance coach, reintroduce successful entrepreneurs to their families. Good, good stuff. And I encourage folks to put SEO words in there, figure out what words are best for people to find you and put those in there. So you know how many characters go on that line? What's the max? Uh, Take a stab. I'm gonna guess 120. You were, you know what, you took my class. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had to count that to get that in there. So what if I were to tell you, I know a way that you can get 219 characters on that line. Yeah, man, look at it. I'm getting looked at, I'm getting a stare now. Like, yeah, what are you I talking wish I had about? known that before. Trying to figure out what to put there in the first place was a challenge. Yes, Trying to 120 characters those, yeah. is, is, it's limiting. Well, I want you to know that you can go onto your mobile app on your phone, mm -hmm. You can now modify that line, and on the app on your phone, you can put in uh, 219 characters, but this only works on the phone. Now, the question I get whenever I share this with folks is, hey, that's great. What does it look like online? Will it show them all? Well, there's mine. Notice how long it is? So yeah. I'm looking at my profile on LinkedIn, which you can find me at ePresenceMG. That's my handle on LinkedIn, and I've got a lot of words on there because I use the mobile app. Now, this is so important. And by the way, is that the same on iPhone and on Android? It is. Well, they are two different programs, yeah. as, as we know. So, folks, if you're listening, if I'm looking at the website, this is one uh, interface for the data that sits on mm -hmm. LinkedIn, right? And then you've got your app. That's another interface for the data. And the app on your phone is different when it's on the iPhone as whether it's on, the, on an Android. Uh, I have not verified it on the Android. I'm assuming it's the same. Right, but uh, if you're out there and you have an Android and you want to try this, let me know. I am curious. But whatever the case is, if it doesn't work on the Android, find somebody with an iPhone. You can get 219 <laughs> characters there. Here's why this is so, so important. It used to be that the About screen on LinkedIn, which used to be just called the Summary, 
it's now a new tile. It's on a different place on the screen than it was just, what, a scant two months ago. This is brand new, too. It's called About. It used to be you could put words in here that were search engine optimization words. So whatever didn't fit in your headline, you could put in the summary. doesn't work anymore. These The words in your About screen no longer affect uh, search. It's no longer... As part of the search as much as I have uh, I've done a lot of tests and <clears throat> and I used to encourage people to do this because I'm a member of a Chamber of Commerce and I said you could put a you could put the name of the Chamber of Commerce on your page and you could search by it and find me by my Chamber of Commerce well it doesn't work anymore so what I encourage you to do is number one 219 characters in your headline get some more SEO words up there and then do the next LinkedIn hack and that is go down into your positions throughout your profile and you can there's a hundred characters per line for each position so when you get down to my company page company line so I am the founder and president of, e, of ePresence when you get to that line in my experience I have founder and president social media expert podcast how's your ePresence so I don't have the podcast name up in the header right all the way at the top of the page but now if you search if you just go to LinkedIn mm -hmm. search How's your e-presence, apostrophe S on house. How's your e-presence? You'll find me because it's on that line. So how many characters do you have to play with in your experience? Think about all the experience that you have as you go down. Pick the highest, you know, the, the most important search engine words and build them eat in into your experience. And, and here's what happens. I'm, gonna, I'm looking at my own profile. I was a sales manager many years ago for a hotel. So sales manager needs to be there but i have a hundred words on that line to play with i can plug in some other characteristics corporate association you know those are my market segments so you can build those in there and it will help people find you so there's that's the big linkedin hack of the month there's my sound so i want to roll back to the first one because as you're saying getting more of your keywords into the positions as well right that first one where you have 219 characters under your that title piece. Right. Here's the question. I, I, I always go back to Ogilvy from the 1950s. He said, a confused mind always says no. <laughs> so if we've got yeah. 3,800 word no, if we've got 219 characters and all the SEO words up there, should can it you? be confusing? Right. Should you use should them? Should you? Just because you can. It's a very good question. Um, here's my feeling is I need to make sure that the very first few words really describe what I'm doing. Right. Okay. Um, now, here's my problem. What I do is unique. I manage the personal profiles of executives, of individuals. So describing that with as much detail and as much context as, as possible that can help people find me when they're searching, because there's not a word. The word is the publicist, frankly. Right. That's the word. But not everybody knows the word yet. So in 10 years, when you know the word e-publicist and everybody's listening to this knows the word e-publicist, it came from e-presence. That's what I'd like to believe, at least. So until that is that word is ubiquitous, that everybody understands what that means, I need more words to, people, to help people find me. Now, for a coach, this is good. For what you do, what, what words are going to describe me? And I'm not talking about adjectives mm -hmm. as much as I am those words. So, for example, you don't want to put in your headline, I'm experienced. Oh, nobody's going to search experienced. Nobody's going to search competent. Yeah, I hope that you're both of those already. God willing. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. But I should be searching for the the things that you can satisfy. What are those words? Make sure those are in there. That's what I would encourage. Make Great. sense? Great answer. Thank All right. Yeah, I practiced it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's come up you before. You should do this for a living. <laughs> 
Okay, let's see. I'm going to do one other thing here, and it is um, in your LinkedIn feed, when you see someone that says something you like, what do you say? Do you just like it? And by the way, you can press like and hold, and now you get the heart, and you get the, uh, oh, there's a couple of different symbols that come. Anyway. Facebook-esque. It's becoming yeah. like that, yeah. absolutely. And the reason is, is it's that uh, it, it's the reinforcement. It makes us feel good that you're telling me that you like, that you heart my post, and we get more engaged. It's all dopamine. It's that's the word I couldn't remember, and that's exactly right. It is all about the dopamine. Sure, regrettably, but okay, you post something, I like it. All right, I want to encourage you. Don't just like it, comment. Because if I comment, and so I'm going to go down to your feed because I know you've got stuff in there. So you are, and as a matter of fact, you did this today. I am. I see that you like to post, and then you commented about it on a post. By commenting, what you're doing is you're taking that post. Let's say it was mine. You're commenting on that post. It's going to show in your feed, so you don't have to share it. You've commented. It, sh it shows up in your feed, and it optimizes mine. Now, you are riding on my coattails. Mm. It's going to boost the value of that post, so you will show up because your comment's there. It'll push that up in your feed, and it'll push into my feed. Here's the next thing. Don't just like and comment. The question is, is now that you've made a comment, should I go to you and reply to your comment? Don't. I should comment on, on you, not reply. So when your comment's there, I have a button. I can hit a comment, or I can hit reply. I need to hit comment. Because a reply is it's invisible. So when you reply to somebody else's comment, it's it's like it no doesn't value. happen. There is no value. There is no algorithmic value to you replying. What you're doing is you're having a personal personal conversation with me. I'll get notified that you commented that you replied to my comment, but nobody else sees it. So if you comment on it, I still see that, and I can go in and continue the conversation. So the best thing to do is to comment, not reply. Don't just like. So it's, that's the do's. The do's are comment. The don'ts are don't just like. If you like something, say why. That's really what I've told a lot of people. You know, if I'm going to go down and I see that you've posted on the, the two purposes for this post is learning opportunity and celebration right off your feed. And this is, this is fantastic. And you go on to talk about the, and you tagged them. This is great. You tagged the World Business and Executive Coach Summit. Pre-summit started earlier this month, blah, blah, blah. So you're talking about that. You've tagged it. If I want to type, if I'm going to hit like, that's, it's good that I liked it, right? Mm -hmm. It makes you feel good. Ooh, Mark <clears> liked it. Right. But there's a reason I liked it. I should say why. And I could say, this is a great event or outstanding. Just one word is fine, too. It's still commenting. What do you think? Good, bad, otherwise, what do you like? No, I think, I think it's great because I think there is a tendency <clears throat> to reply to each other's comments. And Shh, it's natural. It is. It's natural because we've yeah. been we've been taught that engagement comes from starting or continuing a conversation, but the the tailoring that to be comment after comment instead of replying on a comment that's a it's a big piece. And it's it's an important hack because I want everybody to know how can you you know if you're going to spend time on LinkedIn you want it to be worth it right right there's a reason to do this I mean there's a lot of people that do it just because it's fun and and that is good uh, but if you're doing it from a business perspective you're looking for an ROI. That helps you get there. Well, if we're already time poor and attention poor, then we should be using the time we're giving to LinkedIn as best we can. Exactly. Yeah. Optimizing it. It's, it's just brilliant. So, you know, here you, here you are. You're, you're one of those coaches that everyone should be looking for. And, and you and I sat down, and you, you gave me some, some insight. And, uh, and we, 
we were well actually I was having a beer and you were having a water. <laughs> no even I think I was having a bourbon. You were having a water. But um but there were things that you shared that you really you enlightened me in a way that uh that no one else had. And I like your introspective. You asked questions, not just came at me with, hey, this is what you should do. Which should be a natural thing as a coach. But I thought that the information you shared was so phenomenal. There's something that you brought up, and you kind of you kind of chuckled at me. And and one of the things that I do in running my own company is, uh, you know, up at 5 a.m. and in my desk, uh, and I I work. My office is a long commute from my kitchen. <laughs> I think it's about 20 steps, and literally down the stairs. Um, and I have a tendency to spend probably a little more time in my office than I should. And I commented to you, I was like, you know, are there things that I should be doing to try to figure out my work-life balance? And you said, work-life balance? <laughs> it's like, ugh. <laughs> and I said, and I, you know, and I remember going, wait, wait, is that, wait, did I, did I just say a bad word? <laughs> What's the problem with work-life balance? Well, so, so let me flip the, <laughs> let me flip the question back. Yes. Wh- whose brilliant idea was it to put work first in that phrase? Well, I would say that it was my boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best answer to that question yet. I mean, I I think the phrase itself is what's wrong with it. The fact that work is first in that calculation. Right. We don't live to work. And when we use even the language work-life balance, it's got our calibration off. I did a a search on Google, set it up to give me the first 100 results. And I put the phrase life-work-balance in quotes, Presumably, Boolean search, I should get back only results with that exact phrase. That's what the quotes mean. Quotes before and after, only those results. Yep. 75 out of the 100 were work-life balance. Uh Even the Google algorithm has it backwards. It flipped it. Yeah, because it flips it because culturally we have it backwards. in order to balance two I would things, say that the SEO probably has it right because that's how everybody's searching. But, that, but let me get, don't get me started. That's how everybody's searching now. <laughs> We're working so hard to shift that. No, it, the, the, the challenge is to balance two things, you have to separate them. Right. Good luck. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. For entrepreneurs in particular, it's impossible to separate life and work yeah. because your brain doesn't separate them. Your brain is thinking about all of it all day long. 60,000 thoughts in the course of 24 hours. Is that is that the number really? Unfortunately. No kidding. 60,000? We can't track them all. We can't consciously hold them all. That's, as the research says, that's how many discrete thoughts go through our head every day. Jeez. And that's not even, that's not even ADD. That's just human wiring. Wait, 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 wait. If I'm ADD, I have more? <laughs> oh, I'm ADD. So I've got more than that. We, we, we have more than that. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, you know, 60,000 discrete thoughts a day. Mm-hmm times 365 21 let's say it, 22 million discrete thoughts every year that's a lot it is and the idea is trying to sort out the signal from the noise mm-hmm. being intentional about what you're focusing on right right that's hard so so this work life balance piece it, it, first of all we, we want to retailer that to be life work balance mm-hmm. but since we can't really separate them enough to balance them think like a seesaw it's really about finding a rhythm that works for you day to day. How much of the day are you dedicating to work? How much to play? How much to family? How much to community? What are the areas where you want your attention and how are you divvying that up? You find a rhythm between all that. The the real game is not work-life balance. Nobody can see the face I'm making. It's really about... (laughs) Yeah, they can because I'm taping it. Oh, there you go. It's really about finding a life rhythm. Work is just another part of your life. 
So this is interesting. Uh, working at home mm-hmm. is, I, I was a hotelier for 28 years and then uh, was working in, a, in an office uh, cubicle land for, uh, what, five or so. And then I'm working at home. So here's, speaking of rhythm, so I get up in the morning, I work out, sit, sit down at 6 o'clock, I read the newspaper, eat my breakfast, and I start working right there. I haven't even, I haven't even showered yet. And I, and I used to, I did ever, you know, being an office, you know, monkey guy, you know, the, the creepy guy that used to love to be in the office at 6 a.m. I couldn't figure out that that was work. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was work. I was like, I need to go to work. I got to get rolling. I get to work. Well, mm-hmm. I have been working. Yep. I've been working for an hour. And, and so and, then. And you're mixing I, locales because you're sitting where you had breakfast. Cold and making it work. And that's. Is that bad? Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. And not that I'm voting. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I totally like, commingled it. Don't eat at your desk and don't work yeah. at the table. Well, well, that's good. I don't eat at my desk. That well, mm-hmm. unless you it's just said you have breakfast and then start working. Just because well, it's your kitchen table, table. you made at your desk. So, oh, oh. gosh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop telling you stuff about me. Let's talk about somebody <laughs> else. <laughs> well, that's really interesting because there is you know figuring that rhythm and there's a rhythm with commuting if you're driving into an office. There's a rhythm if, well, maybe you don't even commute to an office. You drive around all day long. How do you balance all of those things? Because you need a break in the day. Well, it's also about the transition. So, so take the example. It's, this is an easier model when you talk about somebody who commutes. Yeah. The, the tendency is to fill the commute with work. Be on the phone making mm-hmm. phone calls. Yeah, optimizing your time. I'm sorry, that's what I call it. it no, and and <laughs> that makes sense. However, you're you're de-optimizing the opportunity to enter a new space, a new uh, a, a new energy. So you're going to come home trailing work like toilet paper on your shoe. Yeah, you've got no break. And it was, and I used to do this. I know so many people who hang up the phone as they turn the doorknob. Right. There's no break. Huh. There's no energetic shift. If you want to be at home, give yourself that space. Stay at work a little longer finish those calls, finish the work, drive home, listen to music. If you, if you can't not, gr- not fill your brain, at least listen to a podcast. Yeah. But do something that isn't specifically work-related to give yourself that break, to give yourself the chance to shift gears. How does this benefit? What's the benefit of that? So, and it's a genuine question. I, I, I sit back and think, gosh, if I continue working, I can potentially make um, the company more successful. Mm-hmm. At what cost? Okay. And what if I feel like I'm balancing my my personal life well, right? You Maybe I perceive. Check with the people around you. No, 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 no. I don't want their and opinion. find out what their opinion <laughs> is of how well you're entering that space. See, Interesting. The idea yeah. is the leader sets the weather. Whatever energy you bring into the office, whatever energy you bring into the house, that permeates mm. the way humans interact is we pick up that sense from each other oh brilliant right so if you're coming in still pissed off about the call you just had and you hung up the phone guess who feels that the minute you walk in the door oh yeah well yeah my dogs have a tendency to walk out of my office when i'm having a they problem. know yeah i mean really if, if i'm on a if i have a difficult call the dog it miraculously gets up and walks out of the room. Like, what just happened to that yeah and, and interesting spoiler alert humans have the same sense no yeah no. Just less fur. Okay. (laughs) Just less fur. And they don't have to go outside to to go to the bathroom. (laughs) So um, let's talk a little bit about social media. We we have a few moments here, and this this will probably be quick. I don't know if we can get this one in quick. Um, Something that's critical in social media is making sure you're measuring the right thing, right? And figuring out those metrics before you get started. How do metrics show up in coaching? 
Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question because we tend to, particularly in this culture, we've over-calibrated towards a single metric for success. Yeah. How much money? I can need to measure it. Right? How much have we earned? How many clients have I closed? You have 30 seconds. Done. No. So, so <laughs> that leaves out connection, community, spiritual, physical. It leaves out all the other currencies that we use to measure how successful we are in our world. So when we only think of money as the one measure, it, it's, you can never have enough of what you don't really need. So looking at what are the things in your world that give you joy, that, that lift you up, that inspire you. And again, whether it's family time, time outdoors, community, spiritual, if you don't feed those, if you don't make those part of how you measure your success, you've got an imbalanced portfolio. Mm. Oh, great tip. All right, got to wrap. Let's do. How can people find you? So um, LinkedIn. Yeah. Look me up. The, looked at David Taylor Klaus. It's Taylor hyphen K-L-A-U-S. The shortcut is to look for DTK coaching. Yeah, that's easier. Yes, it's always easier. Yeah, and you can DTK. find me on Instagram, on Facebook, and on LinkedIn as DTK coaching. Fantastic. I wish all my handles were identical. No, they're pretty close. I mean, on Twitter, good. it's just DTK. Yeah, that's all right, though. Because DTK coaching wasn't available on Twitter? Uh, I already had DTK. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but this is good. Oh, I like yeah. it. Yeah, DTK is good. Well, um, uh, David, I'm glad you're here. Thank you for the time. Thank you for joining me. And and I hope all of you listening are, uh, you know, take a look at his website. Uh, this is a gentleman that has a lot of great information and can certainly help you find the way to have the right life-work balance. Well played. I got to. Pl- I, I I had to stop and think about that. <laughs> See, then my job here is done. <laughs> my 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 job is finished here. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about uh, about ePres. I'd love for you guys to be able to find us. If you want to uh, track down us, just go on, look for ePresence on uh, any of the any website. Uh, go to Google, whatever. Look for ePresence. We'll pop right up. If you're looking for us online, you can find us at ePresence M E. So at ePresence Me because it's all about you. That's our handle everywhere. That's Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, you name it, it's all there. Or if you would like to track down uh, me, you can find me, Mark Galvin, at ePresenceMG, just using my initials. Our website is ePresence.me. That's ePresence.me because it's all about you. Thank you for listening today on How's Your ePresence. We broadcast live on the third Thursday of each month at 3 o'clock. Or just remember, the third Thursday at 3. You can listen to any of our shows 24-7 by going to businessradiox.com and selecting the Gwinnett Studio and then clicking How's Your E-Presence. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Cloudplay, SoundCloud, you name it, even Spotify. We're all there. For more about E-Presence, remember, go to epresence.me. And until next time, for my guest, David taylor Kloss. My name is Mark Galvin, and this has been How's Your E-Presence on Business Radio X.